When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Second Watch on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer back with you once again following the Alabama Crimson Tide's 24-10 win over the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday afternoon at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Alabama gets SEC playoff to a winning start, winning for the eighth straight time against the Ole Miss Rebels in this series. And let's get things started. Let's go right to the highlights, or at least the plays we want to point out to you following Alabama's third victory of the 2023 campaign. And we'll start it with Alabama on the offensive side of the football, having forced an Ole Miss punt. So here you go. You wanted more in the way of design runs for Jalen Milrow. Well, Tommy Reese had something drawn up early in the game, second and six for Alabama from its own 41. And you'll see here, C.J. Dupree motioning across the formation. You got the back, Roydell Williams to Jalen's left, and you're going to get some numbers here. You're going to be able to outflank this Ole Miss defense as you run it and watch the Ole Miss linebackers sitting on the hash to the right side of the Alabama formation because this essentially becomes a race between between Jalen Milrow and the crease he's going to have to hit this thing. And so we run it with the snap. There is Dupree setting up there off the left side at sort of a wingback position, and it is a straight run. Get a good enough job there on the edge with Dupree, and here comes your backside linebacker for Ole Miss. Right there, he's got an opportunity, but Jalen, with that explosiveness, able to split the corner and the linebacker, and now the strength comes into play because he's hit at about the Ole Miss 49, but you're going to see here, he goes another, what, nine yards to the Ole Miss 40 before the Rebels are able to get him on the ground, so Good stuff early. Here's another look at it. And as the Telestrator shows you here from the broadcast, a good number situation. Even though Seth McLaughlin, who is pulling out on the play, isn't able to quite get there, you're able to pick up an explosive play by design early in the game with Jalen Milrow. So now you've got a third and five for the Alabama offense. Ball is at the Rebels 21-yard line. And something we're going to show throughout these clips today, the back was pretty much a free runner in the flats. Seemed as if Ole Miss was intent on a couple of things, middle of the field coverage, but also spying on Jalen Milrow to keep him in the cup and see if he would get to his checkdowns. And in the first half, that didn't happen quite enough, or at least the guys underneath that he had to work with. And you'll see it right here. You got Jace McClellan leaking out to the right. It's a three-man pass rush. It's third and five. Jalen feels pressure that really isn't there because as you look at this pocket, it's not perfect, but there's certainly time for him to work. And there you see at the top of the screen, Jace McClellan has been open early. You're high-lowing that topside defender uh, but Jalen's going to hang on to the football and take uh, unnecessary sack right here. And it comes at the hands 
to kind of rub salt into the wound a little bit. Suntarian Perkins, the outstanding true freshman right there for Ole Miss, a guy that Alabama in the recruiting process for the 2023 cycle, I know felt great about flipping from the home state rebels. It didn't happen. Jalen takes a sack and thank goodness for Will Reichert. He makes a lot of wrongs right, doesn't he? Comes in and drills a long field goal to give Alabama a 3-0 lead. So now you've got Ole Miss inside the Alabama red zone. Third and goal for the Rebels. It's a long third and goal. And so Ole Miss is going to go empty here. And when I see Ole Miss with Jackson Dart go empty in this situation, I get Joe Burrow 2019 vibes real quick. Because how many times did we see Burrow do this in 2019, including, if memory serves me correctly, right here on this end of the field in in a similar situation. So Ole Miss is empty. This has to alert you to quarterback draw here. You see Trez Marshall at one inside linebacker, Deontay Lawson at the other. You've got Caden Prescorn, a flexed out tight end in his first action of the season. And what you're going to end up with is three defenders with two guys there in the middle of the field. And it's a similar situation down here at the bottom. What you don't have is accountability for the quarterback's legs. And unless you just absolutely mush rush with your two inside guys right there, you're not going to have a chance against that play. So it's an easy touchdown for Jackson Dart. See it once again, just opens right up. There's really no one there. As soon as Deontay and Trez Marshall take those first steps to the outside, it's a touchdown. Because in the pass rush that you're in, you've got no one in the middle of the field. You've got a couple of safeties back there, but they're in coverage, and it's an easy touchdown for Jackson Dart. We heard Nick Saban, I think, on the broadcast uh, going into the locker room at the half refer to that as a bad defensive call. I would say so. Anytime Ole Miss goes empty uh, with Jackson Dart, you have to account for his legs. You've got to make him throw the football there. So it's a 7-3 Ole Miss lead here. Ole Miss looking good now. Lane feeling himself a little bit. Impressive touchdown drive on the previous possession. So Lane comes out in a trick-or-treat formation. Here you go. Here's some Lane Kiffin for you right here. Almost like one of those Steve Spurrier formations from back in the day. All of that to run a jet sweep, which, by the way, draws a flag for either a legal shift or just an illegal formation. I think two guys were still in motion maybe at the snap there. So it's a jet sweep off of a hold my beer and watch this formation. And you don't think much about it because it's a five-yard penalty. Ole Miss is starting to roll and feel itself offensively. They can make this up pretty easily, but now it's second and 15 for Ole Miss, and this is some good stuff. I like this right here. See the early push by Tim Keenan right there, just above the second and 15, getting that push into the backfield, but now the big man actually gets collared a little bit. I thought that could have been a hold, but now he's running in space, and now watch Jaheim Otis here. He's closing too. It's a nice play by Dart. He hits the completion for 12 yards. Malachi Moore and some others make the stop, but because of the five-yard penalty, it's now third and three instead of a first and ten, and once again, it's a little bit late in coming, but here comes Tim Keenan again, enough to get Dart off the spot, and as you watch that earlier, Dart, it looked like, wanted a little arrow route 
up to the top of the screen against Malachi Moore, but Malachi in good shape and coverage. So now Dart's got nothing. He's got a ditch. So it's going to be a punting situation for Ole Miss. And it all started with a trick-or-treat, hold my beer and watch this formation that led to a penalty coming out of a timeout that helped Alabama get off the field ultimately late in the first quarter. So a 7-3 game for the Rebels early second quarter. And again, if you look at this pass play for Alabama, you see Robbie Oots up there at the top of the screen. Ole Miss is going to give up the flanks, especially early in the game. Jalen, though, is going to take the over route, and it's a beautifully thrown ball to Jalen Hale. Had the time he needed for that route to develop because, as you can see here, the true freshman is working from the other side of the field. This has been long a staple of the Alabama offense, and it requires anticipation and accuracy. It was a similar route that Alabama did not hit last week with Tyler Buckner. Now, that wasn't an over route to Isaiah Bond, but it was to the to the field, and Bond had created some nice space for himself, but Buckner wasn't on time, wasn't accurate with the throw, and it was nearly intercepted. So now you've got a third and eight for Alabama. Jalen does get to the flat this time, and look at the room out here that Jace McClellan has to work with. Easy pitch and catch. It's a first down. Also like how uh, Jace finished that play. You know, still tried to bring some physicality to the finish and make sure you get the line you needed to gain there. So third and goal for Alabama. And this is similar to what we saw against Texas, unfortunately, for Jalen. And again, you look at the corner at the top of the screen, and if you're Jalen, you've got to key this guy. If you want to throw this corner route to your slot receiver, Ja'Cory Brooks, right there at the nine-yard line, that corner cannot gain depth. If he gains depth, you've got to go underneath him, and you'll see it here on the snap. Corner bails immediately to the end zone. Jalen throws it anyway right into the trap coverage. And you had Jermaine Burton sitting underneath, and that's that's what – there you go. That's what Ole Miss wants you to do. They want you to check it there to Burton and then be able to rally and tackle. But, hey, if you'll throw this into this dropping corner, that's even better. Red zone turnover for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So third and 12 now for Ole Miss. 8.42 left in the second quarter. Dart in the gun. It's going to be play action. You get some early pressure did a nice job throughout the game, whether it was Braswell or some other guys. Immediate pressure for Dart, especially out of five-man protections. This is a five-man protection, and this is what you're supposed to do with a four-man pass rush. Braswell early, and then Smith cleans it up. So now you've got a fourth and 25 for a punting situation for Ole Miss. Watching this, I wasn't sure if Alabama was really in block or if it was in return. Showed pressure early, but as you can see here as it starts, looks like some guys are setting up for return, but Ja'Cory Brooks is able to get the penetration and get the block. And this was after what appeared to be a bad break for Alabama because Ole Miss had gotten a penalty on the previous punt and it blew the play dead, and it was a shank punt. It looked like Alabama was going to be in great field position if not for the penalty Works out even better when Brooks gets the block, reminiscent of the effort he had at Texas A&M a couple of years ago, right? And so Alabama set up with a first and goal 
at the Ole Miss one, and you can see it here. Watch Ja'Cory. It's a good thing he gets some of the ball because he drills the Ole Miss punter. Uh, but he does get the ball. It goes out at the Ole Miss one. There you go. Ja'Cory laying out, crushing the punter, but getting the ball first to avoid that roughing the punter situation for the veteran wide receiver and special teams contributor. So now, after the errant snap from Seth McLaughlin, you're set up in a third and goal from the 19-yard line. Here's Jalen against a three-man rush. There you see the spy concept. There you see at the bottom of the screen, Jace McClellan open in the flat. Jalen, though, is going to try to take off, and Tennyson, the former Auburn player, able to make a stop of Jalen there in the pocket. Once again, some sins by the Alabama offense made whole, though, when Will Reichard's able to convert the field goal attempt. Alabama down 7-6, to 5.03 left in the second quarter. Jalen in the gun, Kobe Prentice motioning across the formation. You've got some interesting things that have gone on with this offensive line throughout the first half. Right now, you've got Elijah Pritchett at left tackle. Jalen thinks he's got a quick game, or the Alabama staff thought it was. I thought maybe he read this uh, off RPO. You do have a corner that is off, but it's into the boundary. And you've got a backside linebacker or edge that's staying home on alert in case of the quarterback run. And the numbers actually look pretty good up top to be able to hand that football to Jam Miller. But Jalen goes out wide to Ja'Cory Brooks. That's Ja'Cory Brooks's first catch of the season. Goes for two yards. Uh, and now it's third and 13 for Alabama. Backed up on its own end. Jalen is looking to throw. You're going to see him move a little bit here. Some pretty good protection against three-man pass rush. Here comes the spy flying up. There's Tennyson flying up. And he's going to make a tough throw to C.J. Dupree, who just makes a heck of an effort. Heck of an individual effort to go up and help his quarterback make the catch and then provide big yardage after the catch. Really, as we'll see on this footage today, the Alabama tight ends, whether it was Oots, whether it was Dupree, even Nyblack, who lost one to a penalty, did some really good things to help Jalen Milrow. So second and 16 now with 2.30 left in the half. Here's Jalen, straight drop. And once again, you look to the top. And you've got a back kind of playing that. And what a catch by Amari Nyblack here. You know, Ole Miss had this thing played pretty well to that outside. They had all three levels covered. But Nyblack, and I'm not sure, though, because look behind him. That's Kendrick Law. I, I'm still not sure if that pass was intended for Amari or Kendrick Law. But Amari goes up and just takes the football. And then watch Kendrick right here with the block. Mm, I think he got in front. It's a heck of a block, and now Amari can do his thing after the catch, but unfortunately for Alabama, it's a penalty, and it's coming back. Third and five for Alabama now, late in the first half from the Ole Miss 39-yard line. Jalen in straight drop mode again. Here comes five this time. You've got pressure right up the gut in the A-gap, and Jalen is going to take the sack. He had something underneath briefly there, uh, but once again, that interior pressure that's been problematic for Alabama, especially on stunts and games, and there's Suntarian Perkins again. That's not the only time he did that on Saturday. And there's going to be another Perkins coming up in November, plays for LSU, that is pretty good at that himself. 
So it is a sack, one of four for the Ole Miss defense. And let's talk about Alabama doing a better job in the second half as we go through this limiting tackles for loss to nothing, much better play, and really a more committed play to winning on the ground, first and foremost, I think, helped that for the Alabama offense. So now late in the second quarter, Ole Miss, uh, with Alabama getting the ball to come out to start the third, is going to be aggressive here. Straight drop for Jackson Dart. Alabama with a four-man pass rush, getting some interior pressure once again, forcing Dart up into the pocket. And Deontay Lawson has been lost to injury. So here comes... Jihad Campbell. You got Kendrick Blackshire in there too. So we continue to see that platoon at inside linebacker really in the previous three games paid dividends on Saturday because they needed those guys with loss and out. But watch this hit from Jihad Campbell. Bam. Right there on the button with Jackson Dart in the middle of the field. Clean hit too, as you'll see here on the replay. This is form tackling 101. Look at the flow. Nice flow for Jackson Dart. I don't know if he wanted everyone to see it right there in the middle of the A on a hit like that, but Shahad Campbell doing what he needs to do on an extended play. Third and six for Ole Miss here with 21 seconds left in the second quarter. Dart's going to take a shot on third and six. And Tarion Arnold with a great, great football game on Saturday. There he makes the one-on-one -on -one pass breakup on the back shoulder throw. Talked about it throughout the week. Talked about it on instant analysis after the game Saturday night. But it's really cool to see drill work, even individual drill work, specifically individual drill work, carry over to the field. That is a technique that we see Alabama corners work on day in and day out with Nick Saban. And Terry and Arnold carries it out to perfection right here, as you see. Trey Harris, the Ole Miss receiver, had missed a game. Had five touchdown catches coming in, so that is a prime opportunity for Ole Miss to get him the football there in the red zone. But Terry and Arnold, Terry and Arnold might play himself into a high, perhaps first-round pick as early as this season. And so you think about the addition of Trey Amos, who has a couple of years of eligibility. You've got some young corners that you like that you're continuing to develop. Could be in play sooner than we think if you have Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold perhaps moving on to the National Football League. It is coming out of the half now. Jackson Dart over there with the smelling salts. Looks like he is enjoying those. Uh, maybe that hit from Jihad Campbell had a little something to do with that. But J.D. ready to go. Alabama, though, with the football first in the third quarter. And it's interesting. Right there you saw... Jermaine Burton sort of realign on the line, and he's just going to run what looks to be a deep corner route, and it's play action. Here comes the pass rush, and watch Jace McClellan once again into the flat. It's, it's, it's wide open. Jalen's going to take a shot anyway, and what an adjustment by Jermaine Burton right here. Just as smooth as silk to make that look as easy as he did because he was running to the corner, makes the in-air adjustment, and goes and gets it. And there's Stephon Wynn, the former Alabama defensive lineman, getting some late pressure into the face of Jalen. But Jalen lets it go, and his receiver makes him right. Hell of a grab, hell of an adjustment by Jermaine Burton. First and 10 for Alabama now as it approaches the Ole Miss red zone. Here is some good stuff by the right side of that Alabama offensive line. Also, Oots right there at about the 22 does his job. 
And you got some Ole Miss defensive backs that I think undervalued, underestimated the burst for Jace when he gets to this point approaching the perimeter. He's able to hit that extra gear, and he does it right here. Unfortunately for Alabama, you can kind of see it happen. Jermaine Burton after the big catch, and there is a backward hat guy. He's happy right now. He's not going to be happy in about three seconds. But there's Burton. That's a tough block on the edge. Uh, footwork is so critical to positioning yourself in a way that you can maybe provide that sideline to your running back. But anytime you get that right hand across like that, they're going to call that in space, especially if it's to the sideline of the team that's being held. And so then you get into this bizarre situation and you're watching the broadcast here by CBS and you see the graphic at the bottom. What does that say? Third down, right? So you're thinking it's third and short. Look at the sticks. The sticks are telling you it's third and short. So you're going to run a quarterback sneak with Jalen. You think you got a first and goal at the 10, but then you watch the official at the top of the screen. He's coming in telling you it's second down. So you had a total miscommunication there on the previous play. Alabama thinks it's in first and goal in a new set of downs. There you see the students are fired up about it. In actuality, it's second and long from the 10 for Alabama. And with that, Alabama's going to run the football on second and long and run it pretty conservatively. It's a good job by Jace McClellan. If you think it's first and goal, but it's second down there, and ultimately Alabama has to settle for another Will Reichard field goal. 9.22 left in the third quarter, second and six for the Ole Miss offense. And look at this field position. We talked about this with Texas a couple weeks earlier. This is prime shot position, and Alabama knows it because look at the snap. Look at Kool-Aid McKinstry at the top. He's already bailing. He's communicating, too, while he's doing it. Four-man pass rush. Dart is going deep the whole time. And so Terry and Arnold in a similar coverage to Kool-Aid on the other side, he's able to get depth, and it's an easy interception. If it wasn't Arnold, it may have been Caleb Downs. And here's the thing about Terry and Arnold, man. Once he does pick off a pass, he's like Kool-Aid. He is a legitimate return threat. So it's not just a takeaway for Alabama in a 9-7 game. It's a field position flipping takeaway for the Crimson Tide and the offense. A few plays later, you've got Alabama set up in a shot position of its own on first and 10. Looks like it's going to be, yeah, it's a, it is a seven-man protection. you got Oot staying in. you got uh, Jace McClellan helping on the other edge. But the problem you got inside is that Seth McLaughlin falls down. And this is after you had pulled the left guard. See Tyler Booker, how he's outside J.C. Latham? That's because you had pulled him for this protection scheme. So when Seth McLaughlin falls down, you'll see him right there on the ground. See Seth down there between the two Ole Miss defensive linemen? That leaves a free runner in Suntarian Perkins. And this may have been, too, where Dahlcourt was supposed to take that twist. Either way... Jalen is hit on the throw, but Jalen Hale, the true freshman, goes up and wins at the moment of truth. Look at this. Ball gets into his body a little bit. That makes it an even tougher catch through contact. He's able to secure it, and then the head to the ground is part of this as well. But 
Jalen Hale, with a heck of an individual effort, give Jalen Milrow credit, stood in there and took the big blow from Perkins. So now it's a 15-7 to game after the touchdown. And I'm watching this thinking, does the Alabama staff think it's 12-7? to Because going for two here was a little bit of a head-scratcher. It all played out in the end. I get you would like to be up 10 instead of 9, but 9 is still a two-score lead. And with Jalen Milrow out after taking the hit, he has to come off the field for a play. Here comes Ty Simpson. And similar to what we saw from Ole Miss, if Alabama goes empty down here with either Simpson or Milrow on the field, you have to be on quarterback draw alert. And Ole Miss wasn't bad in how it played it, but the face mask right here, Simpson's able to play through it. He's able to make just enough of a cut against Perkins to get the ball across the goal line. And the two points are good. 17-7 to Alabama now with 6.29 left in the third quarter. So the face mask is put on the kickoff for Alabama. So Alabama kicking off from midfield. You know, Will Reichert had some issues with kickoffs out of bounds, something we hadn't seen from him over the last couple of seasons. You went back a couple of years ago, it was a bit of an issue. But he had a couple go out of bounds. But on this one, you're able to take the squib approach because you're playing for field position here. You can get down here and cover this thing. And Alabama is in excellent shape to do it. Watch Jam Miller right here. Wop. That's a big hit. That's some Reuben Foster, Baton Rouge, 2014 kind of stuff. Big, big hit from Jam Miller. Unfortunately for Jam, as you're going to see here, crown of the helmet. And I like watching kickoff coverage like this sort of footage because I like to see the guys that are out there for Alabama, you know, how they go about that approach. But for Jam Miller, it is a targeting call upon review. He is ejected. That means he will also miss the first half of next Saturday's game in Starkville. So now Ole Miss down two scores with just 43 seconds left in the third quarter. Straight drop for Dart. Alabama bringing Five, maybe six. Don't get home with the pass rush, but man, it's such a luxury to have corners like Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry and Arnold that you can man up with there and then bring numbers in the pass rush. And Kool-Aid just perfect on this coverage against Jordan Watkins. Had it go through his hands. You can see him there. He's a little bit disappointed. Thought he should have had the pick, but Alabama... Able to force the field goal, so now it's a seven-point game early in the fourth quarter. Uh, you're going to run the football here with Jace McClellan. Pretty good stuff in the interior of the offensive line. I'm going to show you what helps, though, when you get a defensive player that is apparently, it looked like in pass rush mode. Watch Darian Dahlcourt, 71, at right guard. Watch his guy and where he goes on the snap. Uh, this doesn't hurt when you get this sort of, technique right out of the play and then McLaughlin unimpeded to the linebacker level and you're talking about five yards or so for McClellan before first contact play action shot area of the field for Alabama on a first and 10 a short time later Jalen with the straight drop he's gonna make the throw over the middle and there's one of those tight ends again in the middle of the field you'll watch this on the replay kind of looking at what Jalen's looking at here, once again, look at the back early. Look at Jace out here to the right. Ole Miss daring Jalen Milrow to check it down to his backs. He does come down to his tight end here. He obviously wanted the deep ball early, 
But he comes down to Oots. It's a little bit later than maybe you would like. But Oots, with a heck of an athletic play, this is a big dude to make this kind of catch. Look at that. Go up and get it. Suntarian Perkins pretty much thought he was making a pick and going the other way. Oots makes the catch. The former high school basketball standout, Robbie Oots, getting it done there. So Alabama with a first and 10 now and going to run it with Jace. And here's that hezzy move from Jace once again on the edge that these pursuing defenders, these edge guys, just don't put enough value into, right? A little shimmy right there. Freezes six just enough to give Jace the burst and the edge there as he stays in bounds, finishes the run, kind of like Roydell Williams last week would like to see him get the ball and that outside arm on that left sideline. Uh, but it is a first and goal for Alabama now at the Ole Miss nine-yard line. I'm going to run it. Here's some nice compression from Robbie Oots as he inserts here into the play. Watch this initial thump right there. And then watch J.C. Latham. See J.C. coming across right there at about the five from the right side working up. He's able to get more of the wash going that way. And then Jay stays on his feet, gets a little bit of an assist from Caden Proctor, and it's into the end zone for Jace McClellan. And now it's a 24 to 10 lead for the Crimson Tide, and you're feeling pretty good about things, especially with how this defense is playing. First and 10 for Ole Miss from the Ole Miss 28. And Lane's trying to stay patient with the run game. I mean, you got Quinshaw and Judkins, so you still need to mix that in, even in a 14-point game, because there still is most of the fourth quarter left to play. But this is good stuff right here from the Alabama defense. Look at Tim Keenan trying to single block that big dude, and he was so active on Saturday. But he does a good job of setting the edge. Same thing for Dallas Turner. And Dart wants to run the football, but there is just nowhere to go. And it starts really with those big guys like Keenan maintaining that gap integrity and doing what they need to do to keep those linebackers clean. So now it's second and 11. Dart with the offset back. And it's going to be play action for Dart. But here comes Keenan again with early pressure. And he forces Dart into an inaccurate throw to Judkins out in the flat. So now... You're going to be playing third and 11 for the Ole Miss offense. Another straight drop. Look at the early pressure from the edges. And you can take your pick of the holds on this play. There's one flag. You're going to see another come in from behind the play. Look at this. Braswell losing his footing. I don't know if that was going to be the hold or not. I'm pretty sure Trez Marshall gets tackled right there by 57 for Ole Miss. And then on the replay, You'll see Damon Payne working against James, 78. Look at Payne right there. He's pretty well being held as well. And here come the flags, but it doesn't matter because Dallas Turner, with that athleticism, is going to finish on Dart for the sack. 638 left in the game now. Dart trying to run the football still with Quinshawn Judkins. And this is good stuff from Jaheim Otis. He not only wins against his guy, but he ends up making the play. He's already done his job right there. See how Judkins is being redirected and he's going to go right back into Dallas Turner. And you're thinking, well, Turner will make the play here. No, the big man actually ends up making the play too. And Jaheim Otis, boy, physically just looking better and better. A little swagger there 
look like from Jaheim Otis against his home state school. So Ole Miss now with a first and 10 from the Alabama 42 dart and straight drop mode. Once again, there's Braswell getting some edge pressure early, stays with it here, gets off the tackle and is able to finish on dart. Another sack for the Alabama defense there in the second half. Just tremendous football being played by both Braswell and Dallas Turner over these last couple of weeks. Now, this is curious to say the least. I thought even the the body language of the Ole Miss offense at the snap, I wondered if the play had been blown dead, but it's second and 14, and Lane's still trying to run this perimeter stuff against an Alabama defense when you talk about Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry and Malachi Moore and how good they have been at their respective positions and setting the edge against the quick passing game and some of this jet stuff, it was almost as if, Coach, you're kidding us, right? You're really going to run this jet on second and 14, but they do, and they run it right into Dallas Turner, and it's going to be another TFL for the South Floridian. Second and eight now for Ole Miss from the Alabama 10. Dart looking to throw it one more time. Here comes that edge pressure. Look at Braswell at the top. Look at Turner at the bottom. Five-man protection, leaving those tackles exposed against those type of edge guys. Jackson Dart, party at the quarterback for 41 and 15. is actually a strip sack for Dallas Turner, uh, and Dallas is flexing. Ball is still on the field, but Ole Miss able to recover, and that sets up this fourth and 16 Watch Malachi Moore in the middle of the field here, and watch uh, that's Jalen Key also at the top. You got kind of a three-safety look back there. It's actually Dime uh, with three down and two inside linebackers, but watch these safeties on this blitz through the A-gaps. Oof, here they come. You got one back for two guys, and Bentley takes Key. Nobody gets Malachi, and Malachi gets Jackson Dart on fourth and 16. Third and two, this is about as satisfying as it gets for an offense in terms of closing out a game. Well, I guess other than just lining up and pounding the rock, but we saw Texas do this to Alabama a couple weeks ago in Tuscaloosa. So I'm sure Alabama in an offense and the team in general took great delight in that right there. Third and two, able to draw the Ole Miss defender into the neutral zone. J.C. Latham wisely steps up signals the end of the play, that's going to be five yards, and that's going to be the ball game. How about the flop by JC2? That was Landon Dickerson-esque, wasn't it? It's five yards. That's going to pretty much end it for Alabama in the 24-10 win over the Ole Miss Rebels. So there you go, an in-depth look at Alabama's 24-10 win over Ole Miss Saturday afternoon at Bryant-Denny Stadium, the Crimson Tide will now travel to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs next weekend, next Saturday, late night with the Crimson Tide and the Bulldogs. That's an 8 central kickoff. Well, they say 8 central. There's a game on ESPN that precedes Alabama-Mississippi State, so I would factor in another 15 to 20 minutes, probably looking at 8.20-ish, 8.15-ish for a kickoff against MSU uh, next week. MSU coming off a tough road loss at South Carolina. Got some big numbers from Will Rogers, the quarterback, really a 180 from the performance against LSU the previous week. So Alabama looks to stay unbeaten in SEC play, and we'll have all the coverage for you right there with us 
at BamaOnline.com. Be sure to check out our new YouTube channel for Bama Online. And of course, we've got our Bama Online podcast as well. Wherever you consume podcasts, you're going to find that. And so with that, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us right here on Second Watch. And until next time, so long, everybody.